In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just want to read you one verse again at the end of that parable. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? We had a relative, family relative, who was like a grandma. Her name was Clara Jording, and she never had any kids of her own, so she kind of just took us. I'm sure I've talked about her before, so forgive me. But um, whenever you would go to Clara's house, she was always ready no matter who you were, whether family or anybody else. And this was what she always served to any guests that came in, Pepsi and cookies. And they were, a, they were not like various cookies. They were the exact same cookies. Every time it was these oatmeal cookies. In fact, I may have my information wrong, but I think they may have at one point even been made right up here in, in Manunk. But I might, or not Manunk, Winona. But I might have that wrong. But uh, anyway, then she couldn't get those cookies after a little while, so then it was chocolate chip cookies. It didn't feel quite the same. But but at any rate, she would go to the grocery store, and um, every time she went, she got, she always stocked up, okay? Always got her Pepsi and her cookies, so that anybody comes through the door, she's ready to serve them. Now, God is like that with forgiveness. God always is ready. See, you might think, well, I've come through Clara's door too many times. She doesn't want to give me Pepsi and cookies anymore. No, she always wanted to. That's what she lived to do. And that's what God loves to do. You come through His door again today, probably with the same sins you've come in countless times before. And God is ready to forgive. His storehouses are loaded full with the blood of Jesus, His Son. He is ready to forgive you. Okay, not seven times, 70 times seven times, and even more. And in this reading today, now he is especially then calling you to be ready to forgive others. Okay, and you gotta, you gotta be like Claire. You gotta get ready beforehand. You gotta fill up with all this forgiveness and grace and mercy of Jesus so that when here comes this sinner that you're kind of tired of forgiving. Maybe they get on your nerves. Maybe you complain about them behind their back all the time. You've got to be ready to forgive and love. That's our Gospel reading today. It's what's God, that's what God is calling you to do. And why would He call us to do that? Well, because the fact is we're not always ready to do that, are we? In fact, a lot of times we're not ready to do that. So enter Peter, who I, I don't want to be too hard on Peter, but the fact is, he's the one who asks the question, because Jesus has been talking in Matthew 18 about forgiving others. And Peter is the one who says, well, what's the limit here? How many times, Jesus? You know, and he throws a number out there. And I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of generous, seven times. I mean, a lot of us don't last till seven times forgiven somebody. But Peter says, well, okay, you know, is that kind of the limit? What do you think? Jesus, seven times I forgive him, seven times after that, no more? Well, Peter is us, okay? This is what we do. We, we intuitively think, our sinful nature thinks, that I'll forgive my brother or sister, 
and I mean brother, sister in the wide sense of anybody, anybody in the world, brothers and sisters in the church, in the world, I'll forgive them a certain number of times, but then, you know, there's only so much patience I have. After that, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. It would be like, you know, my family relative Clara saying, come on, I've given you guys cookies and Pepsi seven times. Isn't that enough? You know? So um, what does Jesus say to Peter? Oh, seven times? Come on. Now, keep in mind, this is the guy. Peter is the guy. How many times does Jesus have to forgive him? I mean, of all, of all the apostles, the one to ask this question, being Peter, is just perfect. It's got to be Peter. Because, remember, uh, the, uh, I want to give you a couple instances. Remember the one time, you may have forgotten this, that Jesus is saying, we're going to Jerusalem and I'm going to suffer and, and die there. And Peter says, no way, Jesus. No way am I going to let that happen. And Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. He calls him Satan. You know, how many times does Jesus have to do this with Peter? He gets ahead of himself, thinks he wants to be in control, and Jesus has to forgive him. And of course, we know the, the biggest example is those three times the night, Jesus, the night of Jesus' death. And Peter denies that he even knows Jesus three times, and yet Jesus keeps forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. So it's ironic that it would be Peter that asks, how many times is too much? Well, with Peter, there was unlimited forgiveness, and yet he wants to limit it. See, this is, I, I, don't, I don't want to come down too hard, but you got to see yourself in this reading that you and I think we are better than other people. See, this is what we do. We think God, of course God can have enough forgiveness for us because we're not that bad. But how much do I have to have for somebody else? There ought to be a limit for them, right? Because they're obviously worse than me. You see what Peter's doing? He's up here. Of course God's going to forgive him, but how many times does he have to forgive somebody else way down here? This is our problem. This is what has to be addressed in us today. It's why Jesus is preaching to us. So I'm, I'm going to give you some examples of people we, we do this with when, when we don't have enough forgiveness stored up and ready for them. However, keep in mind, I may not hit the example you need to hear. So you, you may need to think of who's that person in your family or friends that you struggle to love and forgive, that you complain about all the time. And Jesus is calling you to repentance for that. You need to be ready to forgive and love. But let me give you some who it might be. How about it might be your husband or your wife? Okay, because if there's anybody that you have to forgive over and over and over again, it's your husband or your wife if you're married. Okay, and sometimes we don't have enough forgiveness stored up and ready for them. Instead, we like to remember all the things that they've done and keep track of them so that we can bring them up later and use them against them, against our husband or wife. That's not going to work. Guys, you are not, no one in here is better than, than your husband or wife. You are just as sinful. And yet God continues to pour out his grace and his mercy to you so that you can be ready to forgive your husband or wife. It may be and the person may be your brother or your sister. Now, this time, I mean literally your brother or sister in your family. Because again, these are people we grew up with. We've got tons of history with them. And sadly, it often tends to be that brothers and sisters have a hard time having enough forgiveness stored up for one another. 
Maybe that's for you. You need to be ready to forgive and love your brother or sister who continues to do the same sins against you. It might be people in the church right here. If any group needs to be, needs to be uh, excellent at being ready to forgive one another, it's got to be us, okay? And yet the devil works hard on us. That he, he says, tries to get us not to have enough forgiveness for somebody in the church who we think doesn't carry their weight, doesn't do enough, somebody who doesn't give enough, somebody who doesn't come to church enough, somebody who's annoying at the board meetings, you know, whatever. We've got to be ready to forgive and love. Okay? We're, we're not better than any other member of this church, any other brother and sister in Christ. It might be some of your friends who you love dearly, but you know, they, they continue to do the same stupid things over and over again, and, and you just have a hard time having enough forgiveness for them. Now, let, let's expand out even further then. It might be, you know, we just had another election this week. I think we all need to hear this over and over again. The person you might need to be ready to forgive is the person that might vote differently than you, right? Might think a little bit differently than you. And you have a hard time forgiving them and loving them. Well, you're not any better. You're, not, they're, you're just as much a sinner as every one of them. It might be the person who dresses totally different, you don't like, the person who smells funny, the person who's always talking all the time, or maybe the person who never talks at all and you think they're prideful and arrogant, whatever. Jesus is calling us to be ready to have our, our pantry loaded for everybody in our life to give them forgiveness. Now, Let's, let's get down to the real brass tacks of the parable. See, why should you be ready to forgive? Because you have a massive, massive debt that has been forgiven before God. So let, let's try to put this number into perspective. In the parable, the guy owes 10,000 talents. Now, just like the American dollar, the value of the American dollar fluctuates, the value of a talent fluctuated during different times. But we can estimate, we can estimate that this amount that this guy owes is in the millions to probably the billions. Okay? It is a debt that even if you worked your tail off all your life, you are not going to pay back. You are not going to pay this off. So when the guy falls down and says, oh, have mercy on me, I'll pay you everything back, that's a joke. He's never going to pay this back. <laughs> Number one, the guy obviously isn't very good with money if he got into that kind of debt in the first place. Okay? And that's the thing about us. We can think, oh, my debt's not that great, but our debt before God is so great that you can never repay this thing. I mean, think of all the thoughts that have gone through your mind, all the sinful thoughts about other people, about yourself, about God. Think of all the words, the careless words you've said, the sinful words you've said. Think about all the, the sexual sins. Just, it's... It's a debt that you can never possibly pay back. And God said, I will forgive it. He said, I will give my son Jesus Christ to pay that debt for you. Okay? And then would we, then would we, after having that massive debt canceled, would we then go out and strangle and choke somebody over, what was the amount? A hundred denarii. It's nothing. It's nothing. Okay? We need to be ready, always with forgiveness. Here comes 
our husband or our wife, and we are ready. We are loaded with the forgiveness that God has given us, and we are ready to love them no matter what they keep doing to us. Here comes that brother or sister, right, who we're always getting frustrated with, and here we are ready and stocked full of forgiveness and love for them. We are ready. We are prepared beforehand. We know that they're going to need our love and forgiveness, and we're ready. Here we are ready to forgive that brother or sister at church, you know, who always annoys us, you know, every board meeting or whatever it is. We are ready to forgive and love them because if God can cancel our debt, which is massive as it is, we can certainly love and forgive our brother. Now, I'll give you a few caveats to this, lest you get the wrong idea. Um, we did, this last summer, we did a study on reconciliation. It was so helpful, and it pointed out a couple times that, um, that forgiveness is not always just so simple as, okay, I forgive you, that's it. And that's, Jesus is not giving you every final word on forgiveness. So, for instance, you may forgive and love your, let's say, your brother or sister, and maybe they don't receive it. Well, that's a very hard reality of this life. Some people may reject your love and for your forgiveness. And he's not addressing that here, but you know that may happen. It doesn't matter, though. You continue to love and forgive, even if it's not received. Or another caveat, just because you love and forgive someone doesn't mean there might not be some consequences. If they continually are bothering you and trying to lead you into sin, you may very well steer away from them. That's one of the consequences, okay? If it's your children and you're ready to love and forgive them, there's probably also going to be consequences when they sin. So, so don't take this as the end complete word on forgiveness, but take it as the kind of overall picture of forgiveness that any brother or sister in this world, God calls you to be ready to forgive and love them, okay? And you come here to church to be loaded and stocked up again, just like my dear uh, relative Clara goes to the grocery store and stocks up on her Pepsi and her cookies. You come to be loaded and stocked with the forgiveness of Jesus. Okay? Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, you say this all the time, Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You're asking God to load you up with forgiveness so that you can forgive and love others in your life. You come to the Lord's Supper so that, again, you can be stocked and loaded with God's forgiveness so that you can then go out and share that forgiveness with others. Okay, always be ready. So my last word to you is today or tomorrow or Tuesday, somebody that you know is going to walk into your life like they always do, and you know that, that you're, it's going to be hard to love and forgive them. Well, be ready, okay? Be, be ready, be stocked, ready with forgiveness and love. Be ready to welcome them and love them and forgive them just as your heavenly Father has loved and forgiven you. In Jesus' name.